Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And you can also join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast, which we love when you do. Mm-hmm. And you can leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. And, of course, we also like old-fashioned emails at info at This week, we have our Lifetime Movie Recap Best Moments. I'm so excited to do this because you and I haven't even really discussed our imp- like our impressions of this movie yet. There's so much to talk about. So we're saving it all for, for this. And then we have lots of little... Baby Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor updates. He's like almost a month old. Really? What day is this? Oh. It's the end of May, but you know, like next week. Next week it'll be a month. God, where does the time go? Time's crazy. I know. Mm. Wild. (laughs) And then meanwhile, Kate just can't stay away from that flower show. Like try to try to stop her from going to water her plants. Yeah, I tweeted something like can someone explain to me why Kate is so into this flower show? And I wasn't being snarky. I genuinely don't completely understand it, but we'll unpack that in just a bit. Yes. And so we have a royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Yeah, I don't know what you did, so you have to explain it. I I was a little late tonight. So here's the thing. There's not a lot of pop in the studio. So I went around looking for pop and I took some pop that I shouldn't have taken. <laughs> so we're drinking Sprite and tequila. It's diet Sprite though, right? It's sugar free. Zero sugar. Right? Did you take this off someone's desk? No, I took it from an area that had a lot of like vegetable juice. I don't know. It, oh. it looked hidden, but I found it. <laughs> Good luck. As long as it wasn't off someone's desk or like from the fridge with a post-it on it. I think no, it was just like hidden in a way that they didn't want people to take it. But that's deeply office sinful. But it is delicious. We needed it. We needed it. We haven't had tequila in a while. And we should say it's not Casamigos. It's not Casamigos. It's Tres Agaves. Okay, it's good. But like, does it have that Clooney Gerber je ne sais quoi? It does not. It really super does not. (laughs) It does not. Uh, So we also have a listener email. Okay, uh, I'm reading this one. It is from Lindsay. Lindsay with an A. I have enough Lindsay with an E's in my life that I have to clarify. How many? Um, two. That's a lot. That still. is. A, it's a lot. Um, two of my editors. Um, hi, ladies. Longtime listener, first time emailer. I love listening to your podcast on my commute because I have a very small number of people in my life that can understand and appreciate my healthy royal obsession. Again, you guys, whew, new friends. Or join the Facebook group. People are chatting in there all the time. That's true. That's true. But but thank you for being here with us. Yes, um, please, thank you. Lindsay writes, I've been into the royals for some time. My grandmother is of British descent, and I think she always fancied herself connected to them somehow. Oh, my God. I love my grandma, but I want a British grandma. That's the only way she could be any better. It would be if she were British. Your grandma that left us a review. No. <laughs> You're right. She's perfect. (laughs) Um, So she writes, uh, last year, I unintentionally timed a weekend trip to New York to visit my dear friend Molly at the same time as Harry and Meghan's wedding. I live in Rhode Island, so taking the train into the city for a weekend jaunt is truly exciting for me. We woke up early, sharing a bed in her tiny sublet and watching the entire thing streaming on my laptop. I, of course, brought fascinators for us to wear in our pajamas while it downpoured in New York City for literally half the day. It was truly like having a sleepover you have when you're a teenager, except we were two adult women waking up at 6 a.m. to watch the wedding of two people we've never met. 
met before, LOL. I do not remember it downpouring at all. I don't either. All I really remember is blogging. And then I remember coming to the studio to meet up with you and we drank a lot of coffee. Yeah, I don't I don't doubt Lindsay's um, narrative, but I just feel like I would have remembered that. But also I was feeling such bliss that maybe I didn't see rain. But it makes sense because it's raining today, the day that we're recording, which yeah. is also in May, just I mean, like rainy, last year. So. You know, it, it, it's, it's feasible. It's feasible. I mean, through science <laughs> and equations <laughs> and like a little bit of logic, I feel like that could have been it. <laughs> I was going to make some joke about it raining down my face as I watched the wedding, but I did that last week, basically. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite memories was just enjoying the experience with a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in some time. Molly lives in California and was just doing a three-month stint in New York for work. And of course, ordering bagels via a food delivery service for the very first time, a real novelty for a small town gal. <sighs> I ate bagels yesterday. I don't, I wouldn't know how to live otherwise. I mean, I don't get them delivered, but that's because I have two bagel places within 400 feet of my apartment door. That's the perks I, of I Manhattan. Pit them, I pit them against each other, you know? Yeah. I've got lots of bagel places near me too. It was, it was a Monday. I was like, is this Sunday? It was a Monday, it was but Memorial I had the day, day off. Indeed. I mean, yes, it took over an hour to get the bagels because of said rain, but it was totally worth it. Okay, now that sounds like New York. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Can't wait to hear how you guys, gals, guys pay tribute to them on the next episode. God save the pod. Um, Thank you so much for writing in, Lindsay. Um, Yeah, we reminisced a bunch last week about the wedding, and we're going to reminisce again in a moment when we talk about the Lifetime movie, because really that whole movie was a lead up to the wedding and then like the um, immediate aftermath, um, which was lovely. Uh, But first we have this week in royal history. Now, this week in royal history. Which is the 200th birthday of Queen Victoria. I gotta say, the royals made this very easy for us. They really did. So sometimes we really, I mean, as you guys will be shocked to hear, (laughs) sometimes we're scrounging for these on the day of because we're like, what happened this week? Like sometimes it's really obvious ones and April and May are really packed full of anniversaries and births. Last year, we were a little less... um, uh, into like just doing anniversaries and births so we'd be like this was what something big happened with World War yeah, II yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's often a lot of World War II um, happenings but this one it was kind of unignorable because it was posted on so many of the Royals Everywhere. Instagram accounts um, and so Kensington we're looking at Kensington Royals Instagram where they posted this you know beautiful portrait of Queen Victoria is the very first image and may I just say extraordinary jewelry extraordinary almost like she was a queen indeed um so her 200th birthday was may 24th 1819 um and they said 200 years ago queen victoria was born in kensington palace now the home of victoria's great 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 grandson the duke of cambridge um so they looked at some famous some significant moments at kensington palace in victoria's life um it notes first that she met her future husband prince albert at kensington palace in 1836 was it at family event it was probably at a family event (laughs) not to be judgy but she married her first cousin she married her first cousin they had nine children that's a lot of kids for I her know. to pop out and it's a lot to survive probably frankly. before like epidural good grief you definitely and then those nine kids had 42 kids so wow and also she like deeply encouraged it's such a fascinating uh person and she encouraged all nine of those kids to marry royals from other um, European countries. So that's really, they call her the grandmother of the continent because, or mother of the continent because she made all these marriages happen. It's also why um, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip are related in two directions, but 
it's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, I don't know that much about her, but I have seen a couple of episodes of that show, Victoria, which airs on PBS in the U.S. and obviously elsewhere. Um, but what's interesting about the show, Victoria, is that the actress on it is Jenna Coleman, and she was rumored to have had... I don't know if it was like a few dates or dated him or whatever, but she was involved with Harry back in the day. Ah. So it all comes full circle. Amazing. And also what I thought was really funny about this birthday is that I believe if, you know, fact check me on this, if you can quickly, maybe. But they promoted um, the the Emily Blunt movie as one of their things about her that they like. Who so did? I, uh, the Kent, like the Royals uh, in like social media accounts. Brief pause here while... Lisa fact checks me. I think it was Eugenie. Let me look. Yes, it was Eugenie. I remember this. So Eugenie posted today marks the 200th anniversary of the birth of Queen Victoria. And so the first image was a portrait of Queen Victoria. And that's in the Royal Collection Trust. And the second is of Emily Blunt and Rupert Friend, who played Victoria and Albert in The Young Victoria. I just thought that was kind of funny because... Wait, it was produced by Fergie. It was produced by Sarah Ferguson. I definitely didn't know that. Just learned it from finishing reading the <laughs> caption. So that makes sense why Eugenie would promote it and is kind of adorable. She's like, oh, by the way, my mom did this. Um, but I just think it's sort of fascinating whenever they sort of endorse any depiction of their own family. You know, like mm-hmm. what if Queen Elizabeth was like, so Olivia Coleman does a great job of me in the third season. We'll never know because it hasn't aired and it probably never will. But uh, you know that she's going to do an amazing job. <laughs> This is kind of unrelated, but I finished Fleabag season two and it changed my life. I'm having a really hard time talking about anything other than that. Olivia's in it. She, how is she real? She is extremely ta- talented. How is Phoebe Waller-Bridge's real? Oh my God. <laughs> Again, These people. Our, our, our next podcast as well. But yeah, I just thought that was like sort of an interesting little moment that Eugenie was like, here's one great way to learn about my great, 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 great grandmother. Um watch this movie with Emily Blunt. I'm like, I will. Yeah. Okay, I will. Also, you guys, um, should we watch Victoria? I am always looking for new shows to have on in the background while I write. So please let me know if I should actually watch it. Is it something that I can easily access via my various cable leeching methods? Yes. Okay. I believe. I believe. Okay. (laughs) I'll find a way. I mean, it's the internet. I'll find a way. And then let us know if we should. Maybe maybe we shouldn't. We don't even know. I don't know. But I'll give it a whirl. I always, like, I want to learn more about her because she's an amazing woman. So I I welcome it. Um, But speaking of cable leeching, that'll be my transition to the Lifetime movie. (laughs) Um, I actually didn't, like, leech this one. It was on Hulu. It was put on Hulu right away. Yes. So and luckily I have my boyfriend's mom's password. There you so go. I was able to leech. You know, some people just have lifetime like normal um cable payers, but no, not what's us. it like? What is it cable? like? It's it's confusing. We work in the media, we can't afford it. Um but yeah, so <laughs> I We're poor. We're poor. We watched this at different times, so we we weren't like texting in real time as we often are. So I'm really excited to talk to you about the lifetime movie. It's Harry and Megan becoming royal. Yes. Um so what pops, what's the most urgent thing that you would like to discuss? Well, first, I think let's just do a little backstory in case. Yes, please. In case for some reason someone accidentally clicked on this pod, maybe they were trying to find They're like the daily and they accidentally <laughs> clicked on Really Obsessed and like, what are they talking about? Um, uh, the Daily is a good show. <laughs> Michael Barbaro is welcome to be on the show. We, we two are two seconds away from a Peabody. <laughs> so. There was a Lifetime movie last year around the time of the royal wedding. Yes. It came out. We watched it. We were obsessed with it. Princess Diana was a lion. That's the whole plot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they had one set of actors and actresses for 
um, Megan and Harry then. And then now is the sequel. And this one uh, traces like the six months leading up to the wedding. It opens with the wedding scene and that is her suit's wedding. And then it follows their f- six months leading up to the wedding and then a little bit after and like yeah enough into the pregnancy announcement they don't really show the whole like the australia hawaii i wish they don't really show the australia or new zealand tour um but they show the first couple months of pregnancy and like a tiny bump um so we didn't you know we had tiffany smith the star on two weeks ago and she wouldn't give too much away yeah and i have to say i love talking to her so much so i'm completely biased and i think she's yes, absolutely yes, amazing so yeah. like yeah, anyone who has del- other opinions i don't have them i just <laughs> yeah. she's my best friend now. she gave us a delightful interview so i'm a super fan now but um sh- i thought she did a really good job she looks i think a lot more like megan than the gal did last year and she, you know she mentioned this to us that she like worked on the nose or like looking up through her eyelashes at Harry and the, the thing that Megan really does and I notice actually her nose scrunch because I do notice that like Megan when she's happy like or when she smiles her nose scrunches on the side in like a very specific way and somehow Tiffany managed to do that so wow um the Harry actor I feel like I saw this in the Facebook group that you guys weren't as fond of the Harry actor I don't know that he looked as much like him as last year's dude but I will argue that he sounded like him yes I don't think he looked like Harry. I think they both were just gingers, but I think he had Harry's charisma. Had his charisma and like the and like a little bit of the sexiness, if I dare say, and the gravelly sort of sexy voice. That's that's really what um exemplifies it. So I want to mention the plot. I, you know, we didn't really know what they were gonna do with the plot or how much they would show. And we sort of got the highlights of that first year of their marriage, the or the Sorry, the months leading up to the marriage and the first couple months after. So we got um, them getting in the dog. We got the Thomas Markle drama. We've got um, the Hub Community Kitchen Cookbook, yes. the black nail polish, the, um, the pregnancy announcement, the wedding, the wedding, of course, um, the secret trip to Toronto. Yes, which I was impressed by. Um, so I thought that was like, an interesting plot. I, you know, how do you wrap up a plot about a year in a human's life that has like no natural plot per se? Um, Because it doesn't, it leads up to the wedding, but then the wedding is over like three quarters of the way through. So what do you do? Like, what is the plot? And I weirdly thought that the the through line is the Hub Community Kitchen cookbook. Because it's like, it becomes this symbol of something that she stands for. And it, it, you know, what's going to be on the cover of the cookbook? Should it be the women in hijab or should it be a tomato? That's (laughs) like, and then she stands up and she's like, pull the book back from the printers. I want it to be women. That's true. That, so that was like an interesting choice. I like that they talked about that a lot because yeah. I think that's such an important project. But I have some notes. Mm-hmm. So first of all, did Megan really give Bogart, her older dog, to the Mulroonies? Because that's what it says in the movie. But I have like, I think we all know I'm obsessed with them. Yes. I follow them religiously on Instagram. I see no proof of it I on their Instagram. I feel like they wouldn't necessarily hide it. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, here's our dog. We're a family with a dog. Not even that, but like I feel like it would be a nice narrative for Meg. Like I think there's no reason not to sort of put that out in the press, you know? Yeah, I think that they... It's it's a nice story. You give your, you know, you the dog couldn't travel. Um, Like they didn't think he would be well enough to make the trip to the UK. So now he lives with the Mulroonies. Like I feel like that's a really nice Mm -hmm. thing. Um, I really loved the choice of including the Mulroonies. And that's sort of how the, the... the movie begins with her suit sweating, but then it jumps to the Mulroonies. And weirdly, I recognized Ivy Mulroney before Jessica. Like, I didn't know what they were doing with the this scene. And then she, like, stoops down to talk to Ivy. 
And I was like, oh, my God, it's Ivy. The little girl. The little girl, which I, I know thanks to you. Yes. A um, year ago, I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't know what Ivy Melbourne you meant. Just syllables. But now like I a have feelings. To me. Exactly. And I believe this is a point from Kristen Meinzer's um Twitter feed that she said that the Jessica Mulroney casting was great and I believe it because that the actress looks just like her Um, I also love this is kind of changing the subject I love you know how uh, last year there were these insane reports like Megan wakes up at 5am and sends work related (laughs) emails it's crazy but in the movie they like had her say repeatedly oh I wake up at 5 I wake up at 5 and like yeah that was great at one point she says to someone who works for her I wake up at 5am so you can expect emails early God, does that make me sound like a maniac? Which shows self-awareness. Like she's aware yeah. that not everyone wakes up at 5 a.m., but she's like a go-getter. And so I was like, I like that. Yeah, that was funny. Um, here are some other things that made me laugh. Um, the uh, little like dude they give her, Leonard, who's like her fairy. She calls him her fairy godfather. I do like him, but I wish he existed in real life. I wish he existed, existed in real life. What he reminded me of was the Hector. I had to look up this name to make sure I didn't mess this up. Hector Elizondo. He's the Hector Elizondo of this movie, meaning the guy who like helps Anne Hathaway in The Princess Diaries and similarly Julia helps Roberts. Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. <laughs> it's the exact same concept in both of those movies, the exact same actor, and that's Honestly, I would have loved Hector Elizondo in this him. role. Uh, it was not him. Um, but he does have my favorite line where he he says something like, sorry that I'm male, pale, and stale. I laughed out loud. That was funny. Like, where did that... Is that a, a saying? Oh, and there were some good lifetime lines because obviously we're not talking about, like, a movie that's going to win an Oscar. We're talking about a lifetime movie. I and we're, we are, I mean... Maybe like a daytime Emmy Call or something. Spade, spade, you know? But they had some great, like, very dramatic lines. Like... Some people react to violence with violence, but our retaliation is putting good into the world. And then this isn't verbatim because I was also working while I was writing this down. (laughs) Um, But Harry's character, almost in the same way that he in the first movie was defending her blog, The Tig, and calling it um, a community of inspiration. Yes. Mm -hmm. He he talks about me too and time's up. Yeah. Because he is an ally, like hashtag ally. Thank you. Um, <laughs> he says, I'm not going to silence her speaking out about me too and time's up because that's the whole point. Women's not women not being silenced. Again, that's not verbatim, but that is a gist. Thank you, Harry. Oh, I and imagine then, he did do that. A quote that I feel like she could have easily said in real life is the closest thing I have to religion is yoga. Same. Because she loves yoga. That's that's I felt that. Also, um, Mr. Sheffield is in this movie. Yes, from the nanny. From the nanny. I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's real name. I just spent some time with him in the 90s, and his name was Mr. Sheffield, and he was on the nanny. In this movie, he plays Prince Charles, and I thought it was really funny. I wrote in my notes, he acts out Prince Charles by just scrunching his entire face up and having his eyebrows do that tilty up thing that mm-hmm. Charles's do. That was very funny. I did feel old because... I remember growing up with Mr. Sheffield as a sex symbol in my life. I was never sexually attracted to him as I was a child, but I mean, to each his own. He just, Her own. He Sorry. looked a lot older in this because time marches on and that was um, upsetting for me. Uh, that was funny. Oh, this is like a, this is not funny at all. This is a completely other tack, but like, I well, I wrote in my notes, who is this B? Like, who is that blonde chick supposed to be? I think it was the same actress as the first one. I'm not sure because... It seems like she gets engaged and she seems to be part of the family. I don't think it's supposed to be like Lady Gabriella Windsor. I think it's supposed to be just like, you know, some amalgam of like random. I mean, I believe rich British women that there are like nasty ladies saying 
cutting things to her at cocktail parties. But like, I I don't know. Yeah, what are I they f- trying to tell me? I feel like it's probably someone in the same position as Gabriella Windsor, but it's not actually her. It's like yeah. the f- completely made up person. Yeah. But like the fact that they're like, oh, I got engaged too. But then the yeah. woman like makes fun of her guy and he's like, she's ugly. No, he, no, she says he's ugly or something. Yeah, I really don't get it. I mean, yes, I, I do think it's almost like a weird... I don't know, Greek chorus sort of like she's supposed to be this symbol of upper crust Brits who hate Megan. I don't know. It's just like, who is this person? Who are you? Who is this? And how can I ruin her? Basically. Yeah. Oh, I hate her. She's always just the character who's like saying nasty. It's like very thinly veiled racist things to her. Oh, and speaking of racism, um, during charades at I believe it's supposed to be San- Sandringham. Yeah. Um, First of all, the queen is pretty like all in it. I don't think Queen Elizabeth is that animated. <laughs> I hope she is. But um, at one point, a stuffy old white man puts in Get Out, like the movie Get Out. I believe Get it's out. implied that it was Prince Edward does that. Oh. <laughs> and he doesn't seem to understand why it's weird to put a movie that is. I mean, they read off, they read off the, the plot off Wikipedia and they're like. You know, a white person brings their black boyfriend home and then is uncomfortable. You know, it was just like, oh yeah, God, I don't want to oh spoil God. the movie because everyone should watch it. Cause it's yeah. actually a very, it's a horror movie, but it's a very important social yeah. commentary. But it's like so awkward. I'm like, why? It's such a random thing for them to bring up. Yeah. It felt almost too real in a Lifetime movie to have a reference to get out. Like it took me right out of it. Not that I was necessarily so swept away by this film <laughs> that I couldn't notice these kinds of I was blogging things. during it and not blogging about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also liked, oh, the spiritual gangster sweatshirt. Yes. yes. And, oh, Megan's pantyhose protest. The pantyhose protest and then really the movie's like greatest drama, like it hinges at the end on her choice to wear the black nail polish to the fashion Awards. Is that how it ends? I miss yeah, so Lisa, Lisa missed like the last 10 minutes. So, you know, Megan's gently, gently pushing like the cookbook and the pantyhose. And then she's like, look, babe, I'm wearing black nail polish. And Harry loses it. And he's like, can't you just like stop trying to push because you're making me look bad. And then she's like, you want to put me in a cage? And then they fight. And then William is like, marriage is saying, honey, you're right to everything women have to say. Wow, now I'll never have to finish this. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's just like, it's like, oh, I don't want to say heartwarming in one way because you're like the brothers. Like it's William is giving him marriage advice after he at first was like, you're rushing or whatever. He gives him marriage advice, but the marriage advice is like, just tell her whatever she wants to hear. That's the secret to marriage. I <laughs> so he, I don't know if that's right, but I'm not married. So, <laughs> so he goes and is like, sorry, you're right. And she's like, Thanks, I know. (laughs) (laughs) She wears black nail polish. Gotta love a Lifetime movie. I mean, it's always full of drama. Maybe that happened like that. I don't know. I did love the black nail polish. We did discuss it, so. I mean, if we're gonna, like, actually try to analyze this, I doubt it really happened like that because it seems like Harry is I don't think Harry would be broken by black nail polish. I think he'd be like, oh, that looks great. And he'd probably also be like, yeah, take a stand. (laughs) Lisa just had a little fist pump. It was adorable. Oh, thank um, you. All right. Anything else Lynn. about the Lifetime movie? I think we need to move to little baby Archie. Who? Well, I mean, actually, that's something else you must have missed because you didn't see the last 10 minutes. So she, you know, she announces that she's pregnant. You see that play out. She tells him with the puppy. And then at the very end of the two of them walking through a park with a baby carriage, 
And it's the from the perspective of the baby looking up at his happy parents framed by the frame of the baby carriage in the happy sun. And they're like kissing because they're so in love. And then it cuts to a real life photo from the photo call of Megan and Harry and Archie. I am trying not to swear. I effing love when they include the real life footage, just like at the um, uh, Kate and William movie, which I Would recently they, like, fade re- one into the other kind of thing. I rewatched that after we had Caroline Moss on the show and she talked about it. She said it was on Amazon. And then I rewatched it. And I'm like, this is insane. But then they had like the real wedding at the end. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is amazing. It is like a it's an amazing moment. This movie actually made a pretty good use of real footage. Um, for example, I thought I had missed something. Like I thought my um, playback had skipped ahead because you don't see the wedding at all. You see her in the car with Doria and then you see them in bed watching the footage of their own wedding like on the news and I was like why didn't we why don't we see the wedding and then I was like oh because it's really expensive to fake St. George's Chapel (laughs) like every once in a while they would just sub in real footage and I think it was because it was so much cheaper to do that I'm not a a filmmaker but just guessing I mean but you host a podcast so you basically I know things I know things you know what I have to say um one thing I really do like about these movies I like the way that they portray Megan's relationship with Doria, because I think a lot of this stuff, I mean, they, everyone involved with the movie is very honest about the fact that they have to kind of make a lot of things up because they don't have this information. Sure. But I do think Megan's dynamic with Doria is like that. She and her mother are so close and her mom is probably her best friend other than Jessica. But like, you know, her mom coming in and just being like her backbone. And then at the times kind of calling her out and being like, this is who you are. And, I, I just think that's probably like maybe one of the one things that one thing that I can like be like, oh, yeah, that's true. No. And they, I liked how they would always have Doria like on FaceTime on or Skype on a big screen because that feels like how their relationship has probably played out for them like last year and a half. And they always had Doria like holding a mug. Also, not for nothing, they sh- the Doria shot is her in a yellow living room against a couch, which I remember from the movie last year. And I think it's honestly the same set or like the same It's wall. the same actress, I believe. Yeah. So it's just like really, I thought that was like a funny callback, um, probably well, for necessity, not for my own sake. Even though we just went through the entire plot, we hope everyone watches because <laughs> it's fun. You know the plot. You know how, the, how things played out. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Like, as I said in Caitlin was like hey it's not like an oscar winning <laughs> film it's just hey. fun lighthearted. don't take it too seriously tiffany smith is our best friend yeah like, you know she's gonna come hang anytime yeah um anyway i loved it It was like a great way to spend 90 minutes especially at the end of a weekend because it's, it's a hard tuesday i have to tell you yeah Oof. after memorial day it's just tough it's a tough even me freelancer me i'm like oh didn't love that um but so we have some happier things to cheer us up like a bunch of little archie updates yes so obviously we haven't seen him haven't seen him he's now the elusive baby of the family (laughs) it's like each time a baby comes that baby just becomes elusive a weird trait of babies as it like grows and learns to sleep and yeah eat and stuff anyway um so First, we know that Jessica Mulroney, who we just mentioned, who is Megan's best friend, who is based in Toronto, and she's very active on social media. And I genuinely really like, like, I am a huge fan of her and her That's family. brand new information for the, our listeners. <laughs> they're like, what? You? Who mentions her all the time? <laughs> like, they're like my family. I've sure. never met them. Sure. And they'd probably be like, you're a stalker. Yeah. But. Restraining order. But I'm like, your children are my children. They're really cute. Yeah. So apparently she is 
or she was in the UK with her youngest daughter, Ivy, visiting supposedly Megan. They were photographed at Heathrow. They were photographed in a car with like Ivy looking out the window, which was really cute. I noted in the Facebook group that I really liked Ivy's travel outfit. (laughs) She's like a gray sweatshirt and jeans. She's got some great hair. I liked it a lot. Like what a a kid with her hair. Mm -hmm. But um, the way that everyone figured out that she was actually... um, in the UK wasn't from Heathrow. It was from Jessica posting something of Ivy at a toy store. And then people were like, oh, that's a toy store in, or that's a department store in Windsor. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Eagle eyes. I didn't know there was Heathrow, Heathrow picks. I knew there were a lot of Toronto Pearson yeah. picks. Yeah, I, I know that from the Facebook group. Our Facebook group like, is really are, on it. There they are in Heathrow. And I was like, that's a cute outfit. <laughs> that, that that child is wearing my dream travel outfit which makes sense um but yeah i'm so glad they're there um i love ugh, especially after watching the movie where ivy factors in so hugely and calls her auntie meg all the time i was she's like she's an adorable little girl she was so cute so well the fictional one was really cute the real one is also cute um but i love the idea that they're finally meeting the well, and finally it's been three weeks but meeting the baby oh, um, wait can i can i make something about me oh uh, please as we love to do we love doing that so my friend Kate is a Pilates instructor and she'd been telling me for forever to try Pilates. And I'm like, uh, I can't because I don't know how to do it. So I can't it's try. It's really overwhelming with the machines and stuff. I can't try it's new things. Much. Like, I, I just don't have the mental capacity. No, it's I have, not at this stage in our lives. I have too much TV to watch. So <laughs> anyway, finally, I was like, OK, I'm really out of shape. I'll try your Pilates. So I did. It's hard. I did Pilates and I Instagram from it because what else is Instagram for? Yeah. And then. One of our listeners, a beautiful goddess, she was like, wow, that's very Jessica Mulroney of you. Wow. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the highest of compliments for Lisa. I did not Instagram myself on the machine. I just took a picture of the the machine machine itself. I I did see that, by the way, because I was like still in bed. And I was like, good for you, Lisa. Proud of you. I did Pilates one time. I did it one time on a Saturday. Now I'm the most in shape person in the world. Is that Lisa or is that Gwyneth Paltrow sitting across from me? It's really confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I like tequila, Caitlin. (laughs) Anyway, what else we got on Archie? Um, We had that visitor. So we hear, oh my gosh, I'm, oh, uh, okay, they're they're all settled into Frogmore. I'm sorry, I have too many pieces of paper and it's really difficult to balance, but I do like tequila, so I'm going to keep drinking it. Please. Um, So people had an article about their home at Frogmore, and I just think... Their home sounds really lovely. And like, I'd like to visit, but only if invited. I don't want to show up like a stalker. No. Um, so they say their home is so cute and warm. The energy of the space is so much better than Kensington Palace. It's a total fresh start. And apparently Megan and Harry are not just waking up at 5 a.m. No, they're getting up at 4 a.m. <laughs> for wake ups with Archie. Because as I know from my friend Jean, who has a baby, babies need to be fed. That's how that happens. Yeah. yeah. They need to be Indeed. fed. Indeed. Um. And so another quote is, moving to Windsor is a really healthy thing to do. A longtime friend previously told Windsor, sorry, Windsor, God, the tequila. I know it happens. Previously told people, noting that the rigid constraints of Kensington Palace are not for all. I presume it must be nice to get out in a way without neighbors who are all either family or staff. They will now have their own, they will now have their own thing. Yeah, the quotes, this uh, People article, it's funny. I mean... It's going to be like this for a while. I think every interview that comes out with um, sources, I'm not judging the sourcing. I'm just judging how funny it is when you try to talk about 
like all these stealth gossips about um, what it's like to be a new parent. Again, I don't know anything about it, but they're just like, you know, they're waking up at 4 a.m. or they're happy. That's like the hot take. That's the hot gossip that we're getting out of Frogmore. Like my friend had a baby, so I feel like I'm an expert because I ask her to send me pictures of him often yeah. and he's cute. Yeah, it's just it's or they they call him a quote bundle of joy. And it's like, oh, really? He's a bundle <laughs> of joy? Wait, what? What? I do like the idea that their home is described as cute and warm. Um, because I always feel like that's a real estate euphemism for small, and we know that this home is not small. Well, cozy is small. Right? Cozy. Well, because we live in New York, so yeah. if you describe something like, oh, it's cozy, yeah. and it's like a street-easy listing for an apartment, and you're like, oh, well, one bedroom, that's cozy. You that know, means it's you can like... touch the bathtub from the kitchen sink. Yes. Yeah. It means from bed, you can wash your feet. So, so Lindsay, <laughs> while you think we live in this amazing world where we get to order bagels, we also have no space. We have to dry our tears with the bagels. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was really funny that they were like, yeah, the, the house is cute. I'm sure it's cute. Meghan Markle had a hand in it, you know? Yeah. And from what we saw of her former home in Toronto from her now RIP Instagram, yeah, it was it was really nice. Of she's, course. She's got like a she's great eye. eye for design. She's got an eye for stash, got an eye for design. So I'm not surprised. Um, So that just that I'm happy to have these kinds of stories, but they make me laugh because I'm like, oh, they're tired and happy. Shocking. And then um, there was a story from Vanity Fair saying that Meghan and Harry are now looking for a nanny because Doria was staying with them for a while, but now she has gone back to Los Angeles. Um, We don't really have any information about the nanny other than the fact that like we do it. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously, what's keeping me here? Really? We could do the pod from Windsor. We easily could. Actually, it'd probably be better for business if we did the pod from their home. I just, I'm just saying. Um, but so, you know, a source told Vanity Fair that um, they, Harry and Meghan have been really hands-on with the baby and they they chose not to hire a maternity nurse during their early weeks. Um, that They relied a lot on Doria, but she has since departed. Um, there's been speculation that Meghan is keen to hire an American, which like... Are we that great? I, are we? We have work ethic, I guess. That's what I've learned from the Lifetime movie. But, like, do we? Do we? I don't these days. I'm very tired. <laughs> Since summer is here, I don't want to do anything else anymore. But, yeah, I mean, we'll never, I don't think we'll know. And, of course, I imagine the yes, they are looking for a nanny. But we don't know a ton much else about it. Um, another happier thing related to Doria as well is that um, apparently, yes, they are going to try to take this is a report from l that they want to take archie to los angeles as soon as possible as soon as it's safe to do so um it, a source said for megan it, it's, it's us week l citing us weekly oh, okay for megan it's just as important for archie to learn about her family history as it is for him to learn about his royal ancestors so she plans to go on a trip to la with him once she's comfortable taking him on a plane um I tried to figure out when that happens and I Googled it and I couldn't find a concrete answer for when it's safe to fly with the baby. I think it just depends on vaccination schedules and like also when the parents are comfortable. But then also, I guess, like when Tom Tom is open, when (laughs) Sir is open, like when can you bring a baby to the restaurants from Vanderpump? You can't bring a baby into Tom Tom. That's disgusting. You could bring a baby into Tom Tom. There's a lot of clocks. Only if he's in a bubble. That's disgusting. That is a good point, actually. (laughs) 
I take it back. Lisa Vanderpump is one of their country women, so they she I'm sure she would scrub it down before they arrived. But like I thought you were saying Lisa, comma, Vanderpump is. And then I realized <laughs> you're talking about Lisa Vanderpump no, and not me. Not Lisa. You. Um but yeah, I don't I don't think that's best for Archie Harrison. Um, I hope that's what the tabloids pick up me saying this week that I don't think Archie Harrison should go to Sir. Uh. And then they can have me <laughs> quoted as saying, I thought you said Lisa, comma, Vanderpump. Please, tabloids, quote us on this just, because we're not drunk on tequila right now. I just knocked my headphones off. I giggled so hard. Um, but yeah, they're going to go to Los Angeles. I We have discussed in the past and we don't have any new updates on this. But, you know, there was speculation last year that they would do a tour in the United States in the fall of 2019 um having a baby maybe complicated things a little bit but um or made them better or made them better because if they come to the united states with that baby on an official tour my heart will explode i'm just thinking what if the tabloids quote you and then the toms get mad at you (laughs) tabloids leave us alone please it would be my honor if tam if tom sandoval was mad at me i would love to fight that out um so yeah i'm really excited that that's happening oh and we we need to speed along for the next little part, but we should say Don't that Harry... Don't tell me what to do. Oh, whoa. <laughs> the tequila. It's really <laughs> kicking in. Um, so Harry was playing polo in Rome. And I got to say, Harry looks effing hot when he's doing that. Yes. And the dude that he plays yoga... Yoga. Plays yoga with. <laughs> plays polo with. Nacho um, Figueres. Also hot. Yeah. Two hot men. Wow. We are... Our level of discourse and analysis is really devolving. To be fair, I look back at our Carl Philip birthday from last week or the week before. We were like, Swedish Prince, hot. <laughs> Nacho, the polo player, and Harry playing polo in Italy, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all there is to say about it, I would say, right? Yeah. That's about it. But now we have to talk about Kate and the flower show because has anyone ever loved anything as much as Kate Middleton no. loves the flower show? So we discussed it so much last week that she made something like six appearances in two days, two or three days at this flower show. But you know what? She snuck in one more. She was there. There were no photographs of this, but apparently there were reports that she was there, I want to say last Thursday, uh, watering things with Prince George. So this is coming from like a quite a genuine, I mean, as if you had any doubt, but a really genuine place. She really cares about this garden. Why? She loves it. I mean, it's beautiful, Caitlin. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. So I was wondering why. And then Victoria Arbiter, who we had on the show on our Christmas episode, which TBH is one of my favorite episodes of all time <laughs> of us. If I may pat us on the back. It's a really nice episode. Go back and listen. She gives us an amazing story about Prince Harry and listen. Boy George. It's it's really cute. Um so she wrote an article um, for Hello Magazine. No, wait, uh, no, for Honey. Sorry, sorry, for Honey Mike. The Australian outlet. Yes, for Honey. And she explained a bit about why um, this flower show means so much. But I, she really just explained why the royals are so into gardening. A lot of it does boil down to rich British people love gardening. That's not breaking news. But she summed up some of their best moments with gardening or all the ways each of them, like truly all of them are connected to gardening. And so here are some of my favorite examples that I'd like to mention. Um, She talked about how in the 1950s, Prince Philip added herbaceous borders and a water garden to the grounds of Balmoral and planted a large vegetable garden. Adorable. And he serves as the ranger of Windsor Great Park. And since 1952, he's managed the whole estate at Sandringham, where he cultivates apples, gooseberries, and black currants for commercial sale. 
I like, like a farmer's market. I like currants. Did I say it wrong? Currants? I, I don't know. You have to help. You have to help me. Get me there. I don't know. I Sounds, mean, that's not, what's one of those two things? My boyfriend gets them at the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> the most Brooklyn thing you've ever said. Um, and then also always eager to try something new. In 2006, he tried to raise black truffles at Sandringham. He pl- <laughs> he planted 300 oak saplings impregnated with truffle spores at Sandringham because he wanted truffles. Is that the most Prince Philip thing you ever heard? Didn't Oprah go on like a truffle hunt before? I'm sure she has. Sorry, I just think about her every day. I uh, Correct. I just love that he was like, again, I've been alive for nearly 100 years. What's my next challenge? I'm going to make truffles happen, which Victoria notes, not a great idea in the British soil. It's not meant for that kind of thing. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So now you know. And then also... I think Oprah did it in France. I believe. I'm probably (laughs) wrong. Also, in her summary of Brits, of the British royals and how they relate to gardens, Victoria also noted that Charles has given an interview where he talked about his connection to gardening with Prince George. And he said to the BBC on Radio 4's Gardener's Question Time, which is a show, um, the most important thing I is I got him planting a tree or two here. So we planted it together and shoveled in the earth. That's the way I think when you are very small. And then each time they come, you say, do you see how much the tree has grown or whatever? And then you hope that they take an interest. First of all, Prince Charles said, or whatever. That's a quote from a British royal. The future king of England. Just like me. Said, or whatever. So I feel better every time I say, um, or like on this show. And I love the idea that he planted a tree with George and that he's using it again for his development so that whenever t- he they're together in the yard, he's like, look at your tree that we planted together. That's really sweet. You know, I love my absolute favorite version of Prince Charles is Jar- Charles as grandfather. So great anecdote. Love it. So on that note, before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Let's start with your low, Elin. My low... I didn't have one prepared because I'm living off the high of the Lifetime movie, but I guess my perpetual low for most of summer 2019 will be no Meghan Markle. That's true. But at the same time, a high, we believe that she should have maternity leave. Of course. Of course. No, maybe my low is that I'm really feeling a lull after last week. We got the explosion of the Cambridge kids, all those videos and Instagrams. Like, this week is just a normal week and I'm let down. Yeah. My low is a two-parter. Part one, it is our last episode in the studio with our producer, Matt, because he's leaving. Oh, my God. And it's killing us, even though we love him and we love his wife, Jenna, more than we love him. And you can't edit that out. Matt, don't you dare. You cannot. Don't edit it out. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not what you would call okay. I don't like change, and I do like Matt. Um, but then my other low is that I missed the last uh, like 15 minutes of a Lifetime movie because I had to go to therapy. Um, thank you for talking about your issues here on the podcast. <laughs> I will always talk about my mental health. <laughs> Hashtag talking about it. So, Caitlin, what's your high? Okay, my high is up for debate, and I would love to hear from you guys. So, I didn't, you know, how obviously excited I was last week with all the video and everything, and we got to hear uh, Prince George say 20 on, you know, on that little clip that they gave. I didn't see this until much later, and honestly, I learned this from the Facebook group as well that in that exact same clip where he says 20 and he says, Isn't that amazing? or Kate says, Isn't that amazing? Prince William says, Mionette, come push me. 
on the swing. And he's talking to Charlotte. Now, I didn't pick this up in my 21st listenings of the little clip um, <laughs> because I wouldn't think to he- to listen for Prince William speaking French. But apparently he calls her Mionette, which like little mignon, like the steak, which was like my little sweet one. I don't speak French, so please fact check me on that as well. But it's like a term of endearment, which I can't think of anything fancier than having a term of endearment in French. Sorry, Caitlin, is this your way of saying you're about to go to Paris? (laughs) (laughs) I am going to Paris in a couple of days, but I completely missed that. And so I'm really grateful to everyone who picked up on that. Um, Lisa doesn't completely agree with me, or it's like up for debate. You don't disagree. It's up for debate. It's just I've seen people say that it wasn't that he said that. And I haven't actually listened. Yeah. So I just I'm seeing some like disbelievers. So I just have to say there's skepticism. It might be wishful listening, um, which is why I want you guys to weigh in, because I really think that's what he says. I would never again have picked that out. But he says Mionette and her head turns around like that's what he calls her. Charolette. Yeah, I just well, it's definitely not Charlotte. But I just said it like that, so. <laughs> it's um, something. Some, that's my absolute high because it's so sweet. So my high is also sweet, mm-hmm. if you think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gail King, one of the best people in the world. It's not where I saw that going. Well, I watch her every morning on CBS <laughs> This Morning. Gail King, my hero, um, other than Celine Dion and Oprah. Actually, and like Mulroney. on par. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite people. Um, <laughs> she did that royal special recently, and yes. she had Daniel Martin, uh, Megan's friend and makeup artist, on. And apparently, he said that when he saw Beyonce and Jay Z uh, paying tribute to Megan with the portrait at the Brit Awards, he texted her girl, and she replied just with like the big eye emojis. Yeah, that's very relatable. So, so that. that- what, your high is another girl's low. I When I saw that headline that was like, Megan reacted with this emoji to the Beyonce moment, I want it to be the head blown apart emoji. But also you have to like believe probably a million people texted her. And so yeah, that's like, true. That's true. So it's not like her one reaction. Her, pro- her first reaction was probably like her head actually blew. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I screamed. So... I just want Meghan Markle to be responding to things at about the same level that I am. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I think not. I think not. Um, so please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, here is a real review from Ellie Stark, either her name or another Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> Would you like to read it? Yes, please. Love this podcast. This is a subject. So I don't have an iPhone and I'm using my husband's iPhone to leave this review. Winky face emoji. Recently, I found this podcast a few months ago. I love it. Glad to know there are others who love the Royals as much as me. The only reason we're including this one for sure is because she stole her husband's iPhone just to leave us a review. We love theft. We that <laughs> helps us. Yeah, we do. Um, that's just really great. Thank you so much, Ellie. That's Thank you. Funny. So, of course, you can drop us an email at info.gallerypodcast.com. Follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Join the Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Caitlin, how can we follow you on your upcoming adventure again? Wee! Um, you can follow me, Hey K Menz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, on Twitter, Instagram, and read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya, on Twitter and Instagram, and read my writing at The Cut. And until next week, God save the pod. We love you, Matt! Aww. Was that too long? We were having a really nice time. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast 
and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.